Welcome to the Renaissance Church Podcast. Our mission is to glorify God and to make disciples by bringing the gospel into all of life in all the earth. This is Chris Kipp, lead pastor of Renaissance Church here in Richmond, Texas. And if you've not joined us in a worship gathering or at a house church yet, we would love to have you join us. You can find out more information at rin-church.org. And I pray that you are encouraged and edified by the proclamation of God's word today. Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9. Listen, Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. These words I am, that I am giving you today are to be in your heart. Repeat them to your children. Talk about them when you sit in your house and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Bind them as a sign on your hand and let them be a symbol on your forehead. Write them on the doorpost of your house and on the city gates. Awesome. Hey, let's give it up for Adler. Good job. How many of you have read a Bible verse in front of a room full of people before? Have you ever done that before? So you know the courage it takes for this young man to do that? Like, isn't that awesome? I love that. Um, so real quick, I just want to spend a moment just talk about that. How do we impact the next generation? Because one of the things I'm hearing from people from all around is that they're concerned about our generation that's growing up right now. There's a real concern. If you're a, a parent, a grandparent, a brother, a sister, and you just have some concerns about kids growing up right now, can you just, just let me know by a show of hands if, if you are resonating at all with what I'm... Okay, so I, I feel like this is a theme for us, and there's some very practical things that come out of this Deuteronomy chapter 6 passage that I think are crucial for us as we think about how do we impact the next generation. So if you're concerned about them, you're not wrong, right? We, we, we have reason to be concerned. And as parents, as, uh, as, you know, just people who were kids and who see kids, and, and if you're just uh, someone who doesn't even have kids, you, you probably feel that too. And we want our kids to flourish, right? Um, our, our boys, we have this sort of thing where we pray with them every night before bed. And one of the things that we told them starting from a very young age was we said, the most important thing you could ever do is to know and love Jesus with all your heart. The most important thing you could ever do is to know and love Jesus with all your heart. And now we quiz them. We say, what's the most important thing you could ever do? And they say, we know, know and love Jesus with all of our heart, right? Because we just want them to get this because Casey said early on, it's like, if my kids just love Jesus, we'll be okay, right? We can make it through anything if they love Jesus. We do that because we're concerned and we want to aim them in the right direction. And as we looked at that verse from Deuteronomy chapter 6 that Adler read for us so well, I just saw three things in there that would help us impact the next generation. The first is to talk. Talk. The, in, in, the, um, in, in the passage, it, it says that you shall teach them diligently, right? You should teach these things diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit down in your house, when you're watching TV, when you're on the couch, when you're around the dinner table, when you walk by the way, when you're driving in your minivan and it's crazy in there, right? 
and you're kind of refereeing children and you're refereeing them into the way of the Lord, right? And when you lie down, when, when you put them to sleep at night, when you wake up in the morning, right? When we greet them for breakfast, right? Where all these things are about talking, to talk to our kids about the Lord. In, uh, in high school, I had a Spanish class. And if you took high school Spanish, right, you, you remember that. And our, um, our teacher, she would say a phrase, and then she'd want us to repeat it back. And she would say something like, como esta usted? And then she'd say, repitan, which means, repeat after me, repitan, right? And we would say, Como esta usted? And she said, no. Como esta usted? Repita. And she would say, you know, she was always repeating back. And she was trying to get us to rehearse these things over and over again so that we would learn them. We would get them down into us. And when we talk about the ways of the Lord with our kids, we're just rehearsing them. And you might feel like you're saying the same stuff over and over again. Know and love Jesus with all your heart. Right. But you're just trying to get it down into their bones, to talk about it. Um, these Jewish wanderers probably had lots to do. I'm imagining as they're wandering for 40 years in the desert and, and their lives had to be kind of crazy and kind of full because they're picking up camp and moving it from place to place and gathering manna in the morning, right? They just, they had a lot to do. And yet in the midst of all that, and I think to us today as busy people who have jobs and responsibilities and all the things, right? That God wants us to talk to the next generation about the ways of the Lord. The, the, the second word is the word treasure, to treasure. He, he told them to bind them as a sign on your hand and let them be a symbol on your forehead. So to impact the next generation, here's the thing. They need to see us treasure the ways of the Lord. Because when he said to bind them, right, to, to wear them as a symbol on their front lit, right, or, or on their arm, this, this became a, a sort of a tradition called a wearing of a phylactery. Have you ever heard that word phylactery before? Not a factory, phylactery. And it was like this leather pouch that they would wear, and inside the pouch would be their favorite Bible verses, and it was a visual reminder of what they treasured their favorite verse, their favorite truth, and they would wear it upon themselves. And when the children saw the parents putting on these things on their arms or their, their heads, they were reminded of, my parents treasure the Lord. They treasure the ways of the Lord. And in the same way, our kids need to see us treasure the Lord. So the question is, how do they see us treasure the Lord? Do they see us read the Bible? Do they see us pray? Do, do they see us prioritizing weekly worship together? Do they see us on Sundays like engaging in worship or, or with other people? How, how do they see us treasure the Lord? You know, I was thinking about, um, you know, as parents, we're, we're imperfect, right? We're not perfect parents. And the other day, I was taking Will to school, and I got in my truck. We were running a little bit late, and I was a little bit frazzled, and like something was wrong in the truck, and I just got super frustrated. Does that ever happen to you guys before you get super mad about something? And you're like, immediately as you're getting mad, you're like, this is so dumb. I should not get mad at this, right? And so I did. I just took a moment to calm down, 
And then I apologized to my son because I knew that what I had just done was not the way of the Lord, right? (laughs) But in acknowledging that it was not the way of the Lord and saying, I'm sorry that I just got so frustrated, in some way I'm still holding up the way of the Lord saying, this is it, I just missed it, please forgive me, right? And it's just one simple way that we learn how to treasure. So we gotta talk, we gotta treasure. The third thing is this, touchstones. To impact the next generation, we must give them tangible standards to orient their identity. I'll say it again. We must give them tangible standards to orient their identity. See, in verse nine, he says, write them on the doorposts of your house, right? He he says to put them on the city gates, and this resulted in a practice of what's called putting a mezuzah on the doorpost. So if you've been to the home of a Jewish person, there's like this little thing that that kind of holds a scroll on the inside, and and I believe most of them hold this passage, right? Listen, O Israel, the Lord, the Lord is one. And if you've ever watched uh, The Chosen and you see them touch something as they go into the house or when they leave the house, what they're doing is they're touching a tangible thing that was attached to the doorpost. And what it did, it reminded them that, that they were the covenant people of God. It gave them a sense of identity. This is who we are. We're the people of God. We're, of all the people on earth, we're the ones that God has chosen, right? He's, he's given us an identity in himself. And so this practice was all about them understanding their identity and our kids more than ever, right? This has always been true. There's nothing new under the sun, but I'm telling you, in our day and age, more than ever, our kids need something tangible to build their identity upon. And you know this, Jesus said, Whoever hears these words of mine and he puts them into practice, he's like a man who built his house on the rock, right? But whoever hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a man who builds his house on the sand. And when the wind and the waves come, that house that's on the sand, right, it just topples down. But the one built on the rock He will stand firm in the midst of whatever comes their way. And as we are teaching our kids the way of the Lord, we're giving them something concrete in a world that is fluid. It's so important. They have something tangible that they can orient their identity from. That word touchstone. It's a, it's a type of stone that was used to test the, the purity of something. And in fact, even today, people use touchstones to test the purity of gold. It, it, was, it became uh, synonymous for having a, a test of authenticity, a test of value. And that's what the way of the Lord is for our kids. We're giving them a touchstone, something that they can use to orient their identity. So, as parents, if you're a grandparent, if you're a, an older brother, an older sister, an aunt, an uncle, like whatever role you have with the next generation, let us be people who talk and who treasure and who give touchstones to help them orient their identity. Now, there's some incredible opportunities that you have to do that, right? You, you have those little moments in the car maybe as a parent or as a grandparent. You, you might have the special times around the dinner table 
If you're uh, someone who um, doesn't have that, you, you actually have an opportunity to do that here on Sunday mornings by serving in kids' ministry. You could impact the next generation, right? We have opportunities right at hand to do that here together in our church. And I want to encourage you, maybe, maybe God's calling some of you to step into that role to impact the next generation. We would love for you to join us in doing that. So as people who talk to the next generation, let us always look to the one who is the word, the one who is the truth. As people who treasure God as an example to the next generation, may we look to the one who treasured us enough to pay the highest price. And the one who said that his kingdom was like treasure hidden in a field. And when a man found it, in his joy, he went and sold all he had, and he bought the whole darn field. And as people who give touchstones to the next generation, may we look to Jesus as our standard and our standard bearer. May we be people who locate our identity in him and in his ways. So along the road, sitting on the couch, as we lay down to sleep, as we wake in the morning, may we impact the next generation. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Renaissance Church Sermon Podcast. To support our work, you can like, share, subscribe, or you can donate at rin-church.org.